the biggest stories from the pages of the London Free Press and LFPress.com. This is the London Free Press Podcast with your host, Lindsay Barnett. Welcome back to the London Free Press Podcast. Thank you once again for joining us. I'm your host, Lindsay Barnett. And it's been all consuming. It's all anybody is talking about. Our life once again put on hold as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, Things are... A lot of people were comparing things to March 2020 over the last few weeks, kids being pulled out of school. We are watching arenas empty out. And I'm joined today by London Free Press sports reporter Ryan Payette. Ryan, how you doing? Great, Lindsay. Nice to see you. It's nice to see you too. Um, I was just saying to you, I know we're talking covid-ish um but any excuse to talk hockey in my mind is a a a great thing um but we do need to talk about the london knights and the ohl at um on a bigger picture because there's been a lot of moving pieces a lot of changes so as i just mentioned kids out of school um until at least monday the provincial order is in place for other things like viewing sports in the arena on hold until at least January 27th. Um, I have a sneaking suspicion that it's going to go well beyond that with the way that we are seeing cases continue to spike and lack of testing and so on and so forth. So let's first talk about the Knights. Um, They've had, I think, five games postponed so far this year. Um, One as recent as last Saturday. What's going on? Is that kind of deflating for the team if they're getting any momentum? Yeah, I think it's deflating for everybody to you look at these guys look at the schedule at the start of the year and we all do. We have, oh look, they're in the Sioux at this time. They're going to Saginaw they're there for two or whatever. Um and yeah, it's deflating whenever you miss a game because at the end of it, Lindsay, you don't know if these games are gonna be made up. Like these guys sign up to play 68 games. And you know, if they don't have that, um, then it's it, it's a bit of a miss. So, you know, it plus the playoffs, but, um, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, this, this is a worrisome trend to me because I think you start at the Memorial cup in June and you work your way backwards through the playoffs. There's, there's a fixed date there at the start of June that the, um, Memorial cup has to be played out in St. John, uh, New Brunswick this year. So, you know, they, they, you have to, if you don't have all your games played in the regular season, by the time the playoffs are supposed to start, and then you don't get your playoffs done by the time the that the Memorial Cup is going to start. That's a big problem. They, they you need to. So you know I can see a thing where um, point percentage comes into play, where um, you, you know some teams play sixty two games, some are at fifty eight, and then it's going to come down to your winning percentage. So they, they, you know there's a lot of factor in. We all hope that there's enough runway right now if they get started, and you know you, you know if, if if they get started, um, you know doing these games, uh, you know, rescheduling them that, that they might be able to get them all in. But right now I'm, I'm not too optimistic about that because I know more games are going to get, re, uh, you know, postponed. I, I, I do know that's going to, there's been about 50, uh, 50 plus already in the league and there's going to be more. This, is, this isn't over yet for the postponing games. I'm glad that you mentioned that the league's been pretty silent so far. I think everybody's just kind of holding their breath, waiting to see kind of what happens, but Again, we've seen the league completely stop last season because of the pandemic. Is that something that 
is a potential for this year, even without the fans in the stands, like the NHL is using what was going to be the Olympic break to make up games because they've been dealing with so many postponements as well. We don't have that same luxury with regards to the OHL. Yeah. Um, of course, every with this virus, everything's on the table. They, they could sh shut right down again. Now I've been told by multiple, multiple teams and governors in the OHL that they're going to make a hell of an effort to keep this thing going. And they already are by, by playing, you know, if anybody knows the, you know, the financial situation of the, you know, of major junior hockey is they depend on gates. It's, it's driven by people paying for their season tickets and people paying for tickets to come to games to fill in the rest of those seats. And, you know, you need, most teams need around three to 4,000 people to break even per game. So, and if you don't have that, you're, you're in uh, tough financial straits. Now here in London, you know, we know the situation. Um, although the hunters are losing money right now, you know, they, they, they've done well over the years, uh, let's say with the, with the revenue. So they can be able to withstand this longer than most teams. But I, I think, across the league, they, they, they know these kids, they canceled the season last year. If we look at the history, they canceled the season last year. They canceled the playoffs in 2020. They don't want to look the kids in the eyes and say, guys, we're shutting down again. They, I know they don't want to do that. So they're really good. Even though there's the cases are rising among the teams, like we saw in Quebec, uh, it's very much like in Quebec uh, a year ago where uh, Quebec got to the finish line, by the way, they, they did finish, um, but they had a bunch of cases. So it, now, now there's a bunch of cases here, and but they're still going to try to soldier through. And I guess they have that, you know, that Quebec um, template, I guess, right? So they're they're going to keep soldiering through. But at some point, it, it probably in a month or so, that the if they don't have people in the stands, even like half, say, then you know it's going to be like, how much money can we afford to lose, right? And some teams more than others. I'm, I'm glad that you said that too, because the big question mark is, and we're very fortunate here in London, the fans here are rabid and we see them come out in droves. It's not like that in a lot of communities and a lot of other communities have a lot smaller arenas that cannot accommodate the amount of fans like we get here in London. Is there real concern from certain teams that they might just have to fold? Like we've never seen this before, but as we know, the OHL is a business and money does make the world go round. This is getting a little concerning. Yeah, it is. Um, now, folding, I, I'm not sure. I, I think, you know, maybe, you know, they still have to go through the, you know, which I'm, I would be sad about is they might have to look at their staff, right? And, and you know, they, once the season got going this year, they were able, a lot of teams were able to take their, you know, the staff, staff or hire new staff or bring back staff before that they couldn't have during, during the pandemic. There was, you know, they, they couldn't afford to pay for them. There are teams in that situation, right? Or, or went lean and mean kind of thing, you know, to just, just kind of bare bones to get through. But you can't go through a hockey season bare bones, right? You have to, you have, to have people to help you. It's a, it's a, it's a big, uh, you know, it's a, it's a big business, a big commitment. So, yeah, I, I think, you know, I, I think there's the, the, the guys that owns the team for the most part in the OHL, there, there's, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of businessmen and money, you know, but it's like, okay, so if you have a guy that has a ton of money, like how, and this, he looks at this as a business, how much is, how much is he going to, you know, before he says, uh, you know, this is the, you know, I'm losing too much money here. I got to shut this down. So I, I know they'll want, they have 20 teams and they want to keep 20 teams. 
So that they're going to work like crazy to, to make sure that they don't do that. And they make decisions as a league, right? Like it's not just going to be London, Windsor, Kitchener saying, no, we want to, we want to keep playing. You know, there's, they, they, they got, that's what the board of governors meetings are for to say, you know, if, if we, if, if 10 of our teams or five of our teams can't go, what do we do here? Because at the end of the day, you need teams to play, right? You need a league to play in. And I, I, I mean, I grew up, um, I'm a little older than you, Lindsay, and, and, and the, uh, the OHL had, you know, 12, 14, 15 teams when I was growing up, you know, you know there's been about six teams added over that time. But, you know, so I, I oh, you, you could have the league with 12, 13, 14 teams, but, you know, that's not what anybody wants, right? They want to have 20 teams. It's more opportunity for more kids to play major junior hockey when you have 20 teams. And I think that's, that's, uh, that's important. Absolutely the juice has to be worth the squeeze and a lot of aspects. Um, I do want to touch on last week here in London and it is kind of touching on the fans and the financial aspect, but I also was kind of emotional weirdly about it for the first time ever since the London Knights have been in Budweiser gardens, the curtains were drawn in the upper bowl. Um, and I just thought how jarring, and you would think after being in this pandemic for three years now or two years, sorry, um, we would be used to these moments of like, oh my God, what is happening? No, I still, when I saw it, I was like, man, that's, it kind of hit me right, right in the chest a little bit. It was a little sad. Um, (laughs) Like that's weird, right? Yeah. You you got me emotional. I got, I had a shit when you mentioned it, I had a shiver go up my spine because that's like my second home. Right. And uh, you know, I was at the auto on Sunday in Kitchener and nobody in the building. And, you know, usually it's a confrontational atmosphere when the, when the nights are there where, um, you know, they're yelling, you suck and all that. And they hate, they hate the Knights in Kitchener. Right. So, um, you know, for that not to be there, just that can let, you know, go Rangers go and let's go Rangers. Just to, just to hear that it was, it was, it hits you in the heart because that's what junior hockey is. Uh, I mean, junior hockey is the kids playing and being coached and coming on to the next, going on to the next level. Then we watch them in the NHL or pro or become lawyers or whatever. It's great. But you know, it's, there's a fan aspect to it where, you know, there's a huge investment and, and you're right. Curtaining it off Friday. That was, um, it's a point of pride in London that that's never been curtained off for a hockey game. That's a, that's a huge point of pride. So, um, yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. And, uh, you know, but I know there would be, you know, if people were allowed to go that, and it was safe that they'd be there. Absolutely. Without a doubt. What are the players saying about the canned, sound effects and cheers because I know that was something the NHL players had touched on when they first started to bubble last year it was it was weird and they had to really find a way to make their own energy in the arenas I imagine it's got to be the same for these kids um what are they saying to you about it though yeah it's weird they they know they watch they watch these guys watch a lot of NHL games like they're constantly watching NHL games to the point where that sometimes they need a break from it, right? And and then in their video sessions, they watch NHL games, so they're they're quite aware. They you know they they saw it, and but until you go into that, until you're there in the rink, you can't really you know you can't really describe what it's like. Um, you know, I love as a as a reporter, I love it because I can actually hear I can hear everybody talking on the ice, which is really interesting to to me because I don't it, normally I hear the crowd chattering and, and cheering and, and stuff like that uh, or the ad the ads right you hear the ads but I, you can actually hear them they, especially the linesman talking to the um, you know one one point was um, 
you know, Antonio Strong just got called for icing and, and he, in Kitchener and he didn't think it was an icing. And then I, like I, the linesman was explaining to him why it was a, why it was an icing. And it was really interesting to, to kind of hear that being explained to him. Um, yeah. I usually have to ask that after the game. So um, the, the uh, you know, you know, the kids think it's weird and they do have to create their own energy. But I remember talking to Dylan Hunter um, recently and he said, he said it is you, you you do have to you do have, usually the the crowd especially at home pushes you along and and rises you up and keeps you in the game you, you have to do that themselves so they're constantly telling the kids on the bench you know stay in it stay in it give them little reminders right to, to don't don't wander we need you we need you up here and um one thing dylan said that i thought was funny was he goes at least now that the kids can't say that they can't hear us when we're yelling at them at the bench because of the fans right? <laughs> so, so yeah really strange because uh you know i miss it all i miss the guy that yells out go knights go before the national anthem you know I, I i miss the whole thing and um you know i really hope that the government allows at least a thousand you know when when we started at the start of the year Lindsay, at the exhibition games there was only a few a few people allowed you know i'd like to see it go by and i know the way the ford government works it's baby steps so you know, we're not going to go right back to seven, eight, nine thousand people. So, you know, we'll probably see maybe a couple hundred or a thousand to start, and then uh, and, and and then uh, maybe half again, which is where we left off, right? And then uh, maybe build from there. But um, you, you know, this is a this the Knights have an exciting team, and um, they got a great goaltender in Brett Brochu, and uh, they're they're a team that deserves to be watched, and they they deserve to be watched in person too. So, you know, that, that makes it tough. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I watch a lot of hockey, um, NHL and OHL when I can, and it, it does, it just feels stale with the arenas being empty. And I can totally appreciate where you're coming from, just missing the atmosphere. I can sense it through the TV, even though I'm not in the arena right now, you know, so I really hope that you're right. Ryan, thank you so much for your time and for your insight. As always, this has been great. Yeah, more, yeah, more mascots. I watched the Raptors game the other night and the, the Mascot got in trouble. So more, get throw a bunch of mascots in there, I guess. You know, <laughs> Dark Guy and Curtis from Alberta, diehard Leaf fans were the only two fans in uh, Scotiabank Arena a few games ago. And somebody snapped a picture of Carlton the Bear and he was just hanging out in the stands all by his lonesome. Yeah, yeah. Kick him back. It was, again, a weird <laughs> kind of sad photo, but also kind of made you smile. And at least the mascots are still there better than nothing. Right. Has Scorsy right. been there? You know, you know what? I, I I didn't see him, so uh, I'm sure he'll be. I'm sure he'll make an appearance as this goes on because you can't keep Scorzy off the ice, right? He's got to get his laps in there. That's and, right. Uh, well, he'll, <laughs> we'll start a petition if Scorzy hasn't been there and if he doesn't come back before the end of season. He is. Uh, he's the heart and soul and the backbone of the team. We need Scorzy. Ryan, yeah, this okay. has been great. I look forward to our next chat. Um, if you've been enjoying this podcast, don't forget, you can always subscribe. We're streaming on all of the major platforms every Thursday, 7 a.m. A new episode comes out. We'll talk again next Thursday with another episode of the LF Press Podcast. Until then, stay well.